Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Life in General. My name, my, I'm sorry, my name is Nick. Hi, I'm Ian. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I mean, I didn't realize there was a set way you had to say it. I know, but you like always come in like robot Ian, so I, I figured no, I'd do it No, I just time. say it ironically. Oh, is it really ironic though? In a sense. Where's the irony? Uh, I don't know. Come on, Alanis Morissette. Explain <laughs> to me your irony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like rain on your wedding day, <laughs> right? Because there's irony in that also. Fly in your chardonnay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. None, nothing in that song is ironic. I know. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's not some bad luck. But yeah. no, there's nothing ironic in there. I know. Um, and that song was so big. I know. Um, speaking of big, um, if any, other, you got any questions or comments? Email us at contact at lifeinjournalpodcast dot com. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't say anything when I said that. But what was I was I supposed to say? I don't know. I don't get it. When I said speaking of big, and then you're like, I figured you'd have some smart ass comment to make, like you always do. Sometimes they just want to be normal. Come on, Ian, you're killing our comical banter at the beginning of our episodes. We're comical, <laughs> really? I try sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I, sometimes. Uh, like I said, so any questions or comments, you can email us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at LIGpod. Um, check us out on Facebook. Um, uh, our website, lifeandgeralpodcast.com, has got all of our previous episodes on there. Um, we are on iTunes, Podbean, um, Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn Radio. We're on iHeartRadio. We're, now we're, on we're Spotify. We're finally on Spotify. It took me like three months to get us on Spotify, but we were finally on Spotify. So we're, we should be pretty much everywhere now. Yeah. Anywhere so. you can find podcasts, you should be able to find us. Indeed. Um, so that's about it. Yeah. Um, so I, should point first out- off, I need to I need to say something. I have to apologize to people that hated our last episode because it's all Ian's yeah. fault. I'm sorry. That's it all is my say. fault, and I'm going to say I'm not going to apologize to people who hated it because it was lighthearted. I'm sorry if I didn't want to talk about a depressing subject like suicide. Well... I, I mean, was, it's a, I was going to make it not so depressing. How do you make suicide not depressing? I don't know. When you talk about the whole point of suicide is because someone's depressed. <laughs> well, was, how do you not make I was that depressing? Talk about I don't know the upside of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like mimes committing suicide. Well, I don't think I don't think mimes are that self aware. They're <laughs> too busy know. trying to be windows and shit. <laughs> they don't pay attention to the fact that they should die. Do, do they try to be windows? I don't know. They try to be stuff. I don't know. Okay. Um... So we actually do have a topic. Did you want to say something? Well, no, I was it was kind of along those lines. I was just going to point out that, you know, we've we've had a complaint or two about our last show. Um and I just I I understand the complaint, but we talked about several different things and I don't feel it was really that much different than any of our other shows that we go off on tangents anyway. That's true. And but but it's to it's, me, it's, it's it's always nice to just kind of Bring it all back around and like tie it up a nice little Which bow we at did. The end. We tied it all around at the end and said, see, talk to y'all later. Yeah, goodbye, <laughs> bitches. With, you know, <laughs> hey, it was a one off. It was, uh, I actually enjoyed the, the episode. It wasn't, I had fun it, with. it wasn't a bad episode. No, I, 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 I actually had fun and I actually I like had to fun stir re-listening. The pot a little bit. I had fun re-listening. Well, we, we did have a legitimate complaint um, from one yeah. of our fans. So, you know, I want to address it. On, and I'm, I'm doing it on the show. So, so now we have a topic. Yes. So, and it's and it's not as depressing as suicide, <laughs> but almost. 
no, because there's a little bit more thought in, involved in it, I think. I, I suppose. Um, and and so we've had this list of podcast topics mm-hmm. that we've been kind of adding to and subtracting from and, and kind of kicking around for a while. And there's been this uh, – it, it, at one time it was called uh, – we were going to talk about children crying. I don't know. We might have talked about this on one of the episodes. Children crying, growing up post – Nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Well, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think we've even said post nine eleven, but we didn't get too in depth on it. I suppose. Um, but I was so I was driving home from work. I think I was coming home from work. My bad. I'm coming home from school one day last week, and uh, and and I started kind of thinking about some things in my head, and I'm like thinking about society and kind of the the issues we have in our society now, and and maybe. And it's things that maybe I haven't, it's really kind of come up really since September 11th, you know. And if you think of ways to kind of um, describe our society today, I'll throw some words out there and see if you sure. agree with me. Yeah, because you have notes. I don't. Uh, yeah, of course, like, like always. <laughs> it, I know. It's, it, it, hey, look, it's, it's a podcast. It's, 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 another, it's another running bit for us. Ian yeah. has no notes. Um, so would you agree that our society is... Uh, is agitated has has it, it's there's more agitation there's more anger yes there's more irritability oh yeah absolutely uh, but that could that could tie on. into the oh, go ahead go ahead uh, hostility yep um self-destructive or aggressive behavior well yes hyper vigilance fear oh yeah anxiety mistrust emotional detachment heightened reactions this is all well, all, all yes, but there's other elements to that as well. Yes, yeah, but kind of the thing I'm getting at is these are all symptoms of PTSD. Okay. So my my question is, is the United States suffering from PTSD from 9-11? I would say that there's a part of that, but... It's very difficult to apply something that, when it's applied to say a, a soldier, or uh, in those contexts. Let me let me kind of. I know let me kind what of, I'm saying is I'm on a societal saying, level. Because like, you're right. Because you're right. When you talk about P, and I don't want to, and I don't want to underscore what PTSD really is. Right. It's kind of hyperbolic is kind of yeah ptsd involves much more than what i listed it typically involves uh you know nightmares and and visions and crippling uh issues anxiety yeah Yeah. and 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 obviously our society isn't suffering from that but i still see i could still i'm still saying it, it, it is there a form of ptsd that we yes. as a society yeah, suffer I, from? I would say that there probably is. I almost see it as a as our society, the American society, the American experiment is going through its its teen years. We're going through that stage in our in our existence where, if you equated it to normal growth of a human person, when we're in our teen years, we start to think for ourselves, we start to make decisions, we make mistakes. But it's how we learn from those mistakes that define what we become later. And I think we're at that point where we don't know what we are. And 9-11 was kind of a catalyst for kind of jump-starting would And I would argue that. Uh, I would. We knew. We knew where we what we were. No, we had a. We had an idea of what we were. So, but we're not what that idea was. We never were. 
theoretically. Well, you know, it's the United States always kind of prided itself, and you know, as as uh, protecting a relentless protection of freedom, unity, and things like that. For certain people. For certain people, correct. Yeah. But we don't really stand for any of that anymore, it seems like. Well, I mean, I, that's my point, though. I don't know if we necessarily ever did. We, we did as a... I think we did more than we do now. Well, maybe, maybe. But it's it, it kind of even goes to the whole... All, all the people up in arms about the the children being taken away from their parents at the borders. I keep hearing this... This isn't the America I, I grew up in. This isn't my America. It yes, is. it is. We've, it, it's we've, always been that yeah, way. We've done that we've for never, hundreds of years. We've never been what we claim to be. Just because we didn't necessarily do it to Mexicans for the last 30 years right. didn't mean we, we, we had, we're we still doing it to the African-American community to a degree. We did we're it still incarcerated by Japanese during the World War II. We, still in, we engaged in slavery until the past the middle of the, of the 19th yeah. century. See, and the, and the thing that I think a lot of people fail to look at as far as the whole immigration issue is, you know, the the people coming from Central America are coming here not because we've opened our arms to any group of people. It's because we as Americans have fueled a drug war in Central America for the past, oh, 40 years. Yeah, that's created an environment so if, where if good people can't live. Mr. and Mrs. Lessoner out there, if you want to stop immigration, stop snorting cocaine, stop shooting heroin, you are the reason that these or, things are happening. Or find ways to get your congressmen and senators to, to just legalize it. Well, the, I'm not sure if that's the right answer, no, I, but I, if it's legal, there's no longer a, mar- a cartel. Nah, I, I wouldn't uh, say legalize. I, I don't think legalizing heroin or legalizing cocaine is going to... I'd have to solution. see the models because there are other countries that have done it and one, and they've re-legalized most of it. Re re-legalize it? You mean? Yeah, or, that's what I meant. Okay, so I mean, I guess you'd have to look at the models, but yeah, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we we legalize everything anyway, but yeah, where do, how do how do you get how do you get a population to stop doing yeah. that? You can't. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know. But we are the cause of the problem. We are. We, and we've been the cause of most of our own problems yeah. for but, the entirety of our history. So kind of rolling it back to the 9-11 thing, you know, post 9-11, the, uh, you know, we, we've sacrificed it. We've sacrificed <laughs> sa- it. Yeah, a nice word there. Yeah. We've sacrificed a lot of our civil rights just in the name of national security. Yeah. yeah and, we, and we continue to do it. Um, I haven't been on an airplane since 1995. Really? Yeah, that was the last time I was on an airplane. Um, so I don't know exactly, but I know that they've just now even added to the list of things you can't bring on an airplane yeah. or minimize the, the list. The list always and it's is all always stuff changing. that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I mean it really doesn't. It it's false security here while they're over here taking away your rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Homeland Security and the Patriot Act were the the two worst things that have ever happened to this country, and. Yes, those things wouldn't have been allowed in a pre nine eleven world for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's to me, it. I don't think we're. I think nine eleven was was a catalyst, 
but I think we were on a path to this anyway. This ultra ultra nationalist. We might have been because we've 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 closed ourselves off to a degree, and I get it when you're attacked. I see that, but countries but, around the world are attacked every fucking day, and, and, by the and way, they just go about their business. Uh, we get attacked one fucking time in fifty years, sixty years, and we lose our shit. Isolation is something is also a symptom of PTSD. But right. uh, you know, but see, one of the big things. Uh, would you agree that due process of is, law? Yeah, due, due process is one of the kind of founding principles of our country the it, right it is it's 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 one of the guiding post principles. Nine, post 9 11 it is not no you're so right. in and that was the kind of the whole thing after 9 11 was we started classifying terrorists as enemy combatants and i'm using right. the air quotes since no one can see me mm-hmm. um instead of using instead of classifying them as prisoners of war mm-hmm. because they're not allowed because, any freedom because any under, rights. under the is I think it was a Geneva Convention. Yeah. They, uh, as a prisoner of war, you have certain rights. As an enemy combatant, you have no rights. So they, so they classify people as enemy enemy uh, combatants, and they started using uh, military tribunals. So in in these tribunals, you have um, your, the government is able to use uh, hearsay evidence. They're able to use um, evidence obtained under coercion. They're used. Uh, they're able to use secret evidence where the defendant and the defendant's attorneys aren't allowed to see it mm-hmm. or even know of its existence because it's co- considered classified. Yes. So where's the due process in that? There and, is none. And then, and my argument against that has always been because I've talked to people who are like, "Who cares? They're terrorists." Um, I think everyone should care because if you once you start giving up your principles, yeah. Even if you feel that it's justified to do so, it becomes easier and easier to do so. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you run the risk of having a situation where it doesn't matter if you're a terrorist or not. These, this lack of principle can be used against you. Yeah, as and, well. and it was, and it has, and it has been over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. In 2006, there was a lawsuit, uh, Handon v. Rumsfeld. Which end up in the in the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court agreed that these tribunals were unconstitutional. Right. So, do you know what Congress did? That was in June of two thousand six that the ruling came down. In summer two thousand six, the Congress, the Republican Congress, passed laws to legalize pretty much everything that the Supreme Court had overturned. Sounds about right. And so they legalized mm-hmm. the treat the, the the treatment in these tribunals, which is. All the things that we as a society agreed, mostly during World War II, were wrong. Yeah. Because that's, and that's the thing that these people don't understand, but they're terrorists. To them, we're terrorists. So do you want them to be able to do the same thing to our people as we're yeah. doing to theirs? Yeah, we should. That's the whole principle of non, of, of main, making sure that you're prisoners of war. And that's what these people are. Yeah. Once, you, once we declared a war on terror, they became war criminals yeah. or, you know, ter- war that prisoners of war but by the way prisoners of war that we hold in a country that we're hot openly hostile against right which is cuba cuba right well we weren't we were and then we weren't and yeah. now we are again yeah. so you know <clears throat> obama got a little friendly so of course now we have to be completely anti-cuba um regardless of that though you have to I've been, I, and this is something i've been saying since 
pretty much since 2003 when we started the Iraq war. You can't go out and preach one set of principles while you're engaging in another. Exactly. And granted, once you break down American history, it's it's how we've always done it. But you're never going to have the moral high ground around the world unless you start adhering to your own principles. Yeah. And we don't. No. And the fact that we almost never have is is why I'm I'm hesitant to give us the benefit of saying that we're living in a in a PTSD type of situation because that's giving us too much credit. But I think it's 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 opened up the issues that we the, 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 you're right these issues we've had before. Right. But I think it's really made a lot of this come to the surface. Well, it's yeah, and that's and that's kind of the 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 downside to it in the, in that sense too. It's the idea is is that because we were attacked, we have the right to to be assholes. Yeah, and, and that's, that's kind of what it is. We, so, we've seen it, and that's how our society has acted. And and quite honestly, it's it's the same mentality that puts someone like Donald Trump into office. Yeah. This idea that it's our way or no way because we were attacked or because we're America. Well. Let's give the rest of the world a reason to, to agree with us. Yeah. Let's give them a reason to say, you know what? That is a beacon of democracy. That is a beacon of, of principle. Yeah. And we're not. Look, look what happened to them and see how they rose above it all. And we did. Right. Yeah, I remember, I, I distinctly remember, obviously, September 11th and the, the, the way that everything played out, at least in my day, that in my life that day. But I remember, like, at towards the end of my, I was at work that day. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was kind of close to the end of, the day it was like four four thirty. Uh, place I worked at closed at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this guy pulls up in a truck, and he's like, "Hey, won't you guys come with us? I'm going to get some of my friends, and we're going to go down to Dearborn and round up those Muslims." Wow, I and, didn't know that. Yeah, and we and we all kind of like blew him off, but I was like, that that was kind of the mm-hmm. that was the beginning of all this. That's that that's. At that point, we knew almost nothing of what was going on. At five o'clock, they had they had just announced that it was Osama bin Laden. No, they had, they had announced that at like before noon. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, it seems awfully because that was awfully cause, soon. Because yeah. it was it was right. It was what just uh, six months or a year after the bombing of the USS Cole. Yeah, which thereabouts. Was, yeah, which was also. Uh, uh, it was tied it, it to a, a Bin Laden. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He, he claimed it all, but yeah, it was at, not too long after the second plane hit the tower that they were. The, the, they came out. I know they were calling it terrorism. I now, they, they came out. And accepted my experience responsibility was very different because um, I didn't go into work until noon that day, and I, I when I went back then, and even up until very recently, I started this new job. I never got up any earlier than I absolutely had to. If I had to be yeah. at work at 12, I was up at 11 because I took a shower the night before, and all I yeah. did to do was brush my teeth, throw my clothes on, and leave. Um, so I didn't, I didn't listen to the radio or anything. So when I got to work, it was all and you know all the way, all that was really known. Uh, my coworker said, did you hear a plane crash into the, into the World Trade Center? I was like, no, that's weird, you yeah. know? And it was probably an hour later before I found out that the second plane had hit. And that's when I was like, oh, well, that's, that's not an accident. Because the first plane hit at, what, like 9.30 in uh, the morning I think it was 8-something and then 9-something. Okay. So I think. I, I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on it. But um, I think it was before 9 for the first and just around 9 for okay. the second. 
I remember they were early in the morning. Yeah, it was very early in the morning. Um, so, I mean, and that that's when I knew it wasn't an accident. So, I mean, you you assume terrorism at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's the logical course of action. Because you're not going to get a disgruntled postman doing something no, like no, that. You're no. going to it's something that was planned. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was very obvious that it was, that it was terrorism. I don't remember Bin Laden's name coming up until much later. Yeah, but, yeah. again, I wasn't home. I was working. I no. worked till 9 that night. And when I got home, because we were, you know, we were running, I was running then, you know, yeah. from you. And um, it was, I mean, still on TV. At that yeah. point, I didn't even know the buildings had collapsed until really? I got home. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I had a, I was working, the place I worked at at that time, I was working on a warehouse mm-hmm. and we had a, the radio on. So I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I was, they cut into a song when the first uh, mm-hmm. plane hit. And I was, and I was thinking to myself, well, that's crazy how you know how how would a plane a commercial airliner hit hit a tower like that and right. then not well, well that's i mean that's kind of what i was thinking the second like, one is like oh yeah one, this is obviously okay something, going on. something happened i mean pilot error whatever i mean whatever it was one you can pose as an accident two you cannot uh so yeah for me it was i got a, a lot of it late yeah but we you were we were still up we were talking and i mean I never would have even thought, even if, even, and I, I'm sure I, sus- I knew at that point that it was uh, arguably Muslim terrorists. Cause I mean, that's, those are the terrorists we're dealing with. And we have been dealing with for going back to 93 when the first world trade center bombing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I assume, but I never, it never would have occurred to me in for any, any, any situation to round up a group of people associated with one particular yeah. facet without any evidence mm. that they were involved. Yeah. And obviously they're not. No. I mean any any reasonable person wouldn't have said that every Muslim is, is responsible. But that's where so we've progressed from there to where we are now. And and I think if you look at if you look at a lot of the stuff that we've done, our the our international policies since then, I think we've really damaged our standing in the global community from it right and we have because we we um it's been proven that we went into iraq under false pretenses you can say that but there's still a lot of people out there that don't believe that well believe it or not that's the truth i know that that is the truth we were we were we were falsely led into that war i understand and we're still there you understand that but i'm telling you there are millions of people out there that don't believe that now leading to that in order to be bipartisan on this it's also led to a drone war that yeah. was that was put into effect by Bush and 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 amplified by President Obama many times over many times Obama. over, which is also again a bad thing and and illegal and not representative of what I always imagined our country to be. Yeah. And all of that culminates with what we what we're dealing with now. Yeah. But you know, with the with the drone issue, that also stems from the classification of of individuals as enemy combatants right because they if you are in if you're standing in a tent in the middle of woods and they consider you a enemy combatant if there's 75 people in the immediate vicinity of you that have nothing to do with you the united states classifies them as enemy combatants also only if they get killed yeah because then it's yeah you're not killing civilians you're killing enemy combatants. enemy combatants yeah so. even if it's a six a six month old baby if they're next to you 
they're an enemy combatant also. Yeah, I, I've I've come to realize that uh, if our country ever did have a soul, it was lost a long time ago, yeah. and it's and it was it was lost long before nine eleven. It really was. I just think I think we were in denial. Do you think so? I really do. I think I think as many good things that have come out of our our country. There's an equal amount of bad. And I guess that's true of anything. Yeah, that's of true course. of anything. But the fact is we don't own up to our bad. We generally don't. No. Until many, many and years even, later and right. then people and still even when deny we do, existed. even when we do and we start to realize that you know, maybe we shouldn't have statues to fucking Confederate traitors. Yeah. Racist Confederate traitors. Maybe we shouldn't have those in our country. Yeah. We can't even, most half our population can't even fucking accept that. No, uh-uh. No, so, because they're saying you're erasing history. When it has nothing to do with erasing history, it, like you said, it has everything to do with- Accountability. We shouldn't honor these people right. that were traitors to this country. Yes. They were traitors. They seceded from the Union because their economy was based on slave labor, and our nation decided legally, through voting, that that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. And they didn't like that. Yep. So that's treason. Yeah, it is. But like like you said, people are, there's a, a large group of people out there that are going to not see it that way. Right. But that's my point. I'd Like I said, and I think there's, even though it's probably not the majority that think that way, it's, a large, enough, it's a large enough minority that makes me ashamed most of the time to be an American. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I, that. I, do. I would. I would never say I'm ashamed to be an American. I'm ashamed. I would. Asha- I'm. I'm ashamed of some of the tactics that some of our leaders have taken. But those. But I'm, those I, tactics. Yeah, we we can say all day. Well, we we it's we're the ones who put them there. We're the ones who who continue to put these people there. We're yeah. the ones who continue to to endorse this behavior. I would say through mo- our either say, our votes or our lack of votes. I would say money puts a lot of the people there, but. It does. It does. But there's no one out there is doing anything about it. No. Because 42% of our country can't even find it in within their their one, one hour out of their fucking day in November to go fucking vote. Well, that's because a lot of people... See, it's there's this issue in this country that at one time people were happy. You know, the, the American dream in this country for a very long time was having a decent paying job, being able to afford a nice house, being able to put your kids through school. You know, and be able just just to survive, and that's not the American dream anymore. The American dream now is what? It's I'm gonna win the lottery. I, I'm not poor. I'm just temporarily. I'm a rich man temporarily. Yeah. Yeah. Short. Or I'm gonna win American Idol. Yeah. It'd be the next next big thing. But that's the, the easy, that's the American dream now. It's not just it's not just well, having a happy life. I would argue that it's, the American dream was a lie all, all along. I wouldn't say that. I think there was a brief moment. For at least for the white population, where the American dream was was alive and well, and it was right after World War II. No, it. it I don't think it existed before, because otherwise, half the half of the United States was poor anyway before before uh, the depression. Correct. And most of it became poor after the depression, uh, and all of the things that were put in place to 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 pre- prevent that from happening again have been fought against ever since, and now they're all disappearing anyway. Um. But those things were put in after the war. We had a we had a brief moment where the American dream, where you could for have about, for about forty years, I'd say. I wouldn't even go that far. I would say maybe for about fifteen to twenty. No, I would say because from, look at the seventies. 
Look at this, was, how the seventies were. We had gas crisis, the gas, the the fuel crisis. But there was the economy was, was tanking again. The American dream was still the same thing, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, though. but that's it, all it was was a dream. It was a it was a that's, fantasy. That's, that's what I'm saying. The American dream was just what I said it was: being able to have a family and survive, and it and, became and have, harder have, and harder after the seventies. And I would say, I would say, from the mid forties until the early to mid eighties is when that's is when that. The mid '80s is when that dream stopped. I think it stopped in the '70s, or at least it no, really it w- started stopping in the '70s. It, it was still alive. Mm. It, it, was, it wasn't for me. I'm not saying it was a reality. I'm just saying that was the American dream. Everyone I knew had had family who worked in the steel industry mm-hmm. or in other industries that were hurt by, I hate to say it, Republican fucking policies that destroy well, unions. Know, it, it, and it they were, my dad was see, out of work for see, most of the early. It wasn't 80s. just Republican policies because democrats ran the house at that time so it it it, it was a bipartisan screw up to tank the the unions because that's yes. what ronald reagan ran on was yes and the democrats the allowed it to happen well democrats never fucking stand up for anything well, so that's what i'm saying though they're they're also partially to blame you can't they're always to blame because they don't when, have any fucking when, spine when you want to talk about when you when you want to talk about uh you know the the, the loss of manufacturing jobs and all that you got to talk about clinton who signed NAFTA? Oh, he, I know. Even though but, was, the, but the even, American even, dream was dead he, by then. Even though it was negotiated under under Bush, he still agreed he still to it. Signed. I know. So I know. You, you I'm not. You I'm not singling you out. You can't just. No, I'm saying Republican policy is what ruined the country. It was Democratic spinelessness and apathy that allowed it to happen. So it, it was a bipartisan screw up. Yeah, but but it's know, all, but it, the, if you look at it's it's Republican policy that always. Tends to tank the the economy, but I, I would say Regardless, it was the it was it tax was, cuts to the rich, breaking down the unions, giving right to work states freedom to to fire anybody they want for whatever reason and pay lower wages. That's that's well, what, and right, those are Republican actually, right, right to work has more to do with with unions than fire. You're you're confusing uh, right to work with at will employment, but it's okay because um, right to work just means that if you're if you work at a union shop, but you don't, if you're not part of the union, you don't have to pay union dues. Yeah, but you're what. still given union protections, I know which that. again takes the unions because the unions don't have any yes, financial because, backing. Because legally, they have to. They have to take care of you. you. Exactly, um, it, but it, the, it does kill the unions. Uh, I think the it was really the mid '80s when the the whole greed is good thing kind of came to the forefront. I think is when again, the w- when the American dream really kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. That's Reagan, all, Reaganomics. That's, that's, that's what all. that's what Reaganomics yeah, was. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. It, Feed the beast and let it trickle down to the to the yeah. animals below you. Right. Which has been proven time and time again not to fucking work. Yeah. That's yet all. Yet they're that, still that's, doing it. That, that was just the point I was trying to get to. Though. Yeah. Well, I'm just. I, Before like you I got said, so damn argumentative. Over I'm there. not getting argumentative. <laughs> I just. I'm. This is a topic that makes me fucking angry. I've noticed. It, I was raised, I was brought up thinking that, that this was the greatest country in the world. And we're not. It is. It is. Yeah. We have, we have a lot, a lot, have it a lot better off. We have it a lot better off. A lot but of we people have a lot better off. We don't have it, we don't express our principles outside. That's what I'm talking about. This glory that the United States is a beacon of democracy. We're giving up democracy left and right. We, we're, we're still. Not even we're going to be a nationalist society here in no, about ten years. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. You know, we're still. You do realize that the Supreme Court is going to be a fucking conservative Supreme Court. Yes, I understand. As that. of two weeks from now, I, I understand that. The but the thing is, you know, if you go to any other country in the world, they all have the same problems. They they all have these same issues. It doesn't mean that 
that I should be ashamed to be American. I'm ashamed of some of the actions of being an American. Yeah, sure. I'm ashamed of some, like I said before, I'm ashamed of some of the policies we put in place. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying a lot of our wealth and a lot of our comfort has been built on the backs of, of, of people who don't have any rights or freedoms that we do. But that's how it is in every society. It, why does it have to be? Because show me a just society because, where it doesn't. Just because it, it, that's the way it is doesn't I'm mean not, that's I'm, the way it I'm, should be. No, I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just saying that that's, that's just how it is, though. Well, I'm saying that there was a time where I would have thought America would have been the country to say, no, that's no longer the case. That's the way it shouldn't be. Yeah. And we'd do something about it. But it's, no, we're, we're part of the problem. We're the main problem. Because we, we're, we're, think about this. We have the most guns of the, and we only, 4% of the world's population. Yeah. Okay, so where's the gun problem? It's here. I'm not saying that take away the guns. I'm just saying there's a gun problem and it's here. Yeah, but you know, it, take it, race. We're the we're we're the country that was supposed to to end slavery and end segregation. And now a black man can barely walk down the street without getting another one just tased in the back. Yeah. With his, yeah, when he was listening to the cops, the argument is, well, different. if they just do what the cops say, they'd be fine. No, he was doing everything he was supposed to. And he gets tased that's, in the that's, back. That's a different. That's a different argument, though. It's it is an it's indicative of the of that, the poison that exists in this country that, and has since the beginning. But as far as is is uh, violence issues in the police force that has been around for hundreds of years. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm what I'm saying is is that we are a country that once we recognize our problems should be able to take it take but care of it. But that's what I'm we saying. recognize that, that these problems the whole, and we make them worse. That was the kind of the whole kind of point of this topic was. Is it because of September 11th that we've allowed a lot of this stuff to surface? I think September 11th is the excuse for a lot of this stuff to come out. I don't think it's the cause. It if, might, if, it if might it, be a cause it, on if, some level, if it's but the, I think it's more of an excuse. If it's an excuse, isn't it still part of the, isn't yeah, it still I the suppose. cause? I, well, as I said, it's, it, there's, there's, there's causality there. But because it's, if, it's if, kind of like Donald Trump becoming president and now all these people who are who are closeted racists are now openly racist. And that's kind of what I'm getting it's at. It's kind of just, is, it's allowed is, them to come out. It's allowed the bad side of us to just be out in the open for you know for the first time ever. 2018, if you look at America in 2018 and compare it to America September 10th, 2001. They're very different. Well, at least on the surface, a, very different. Yes. It's, it's, it's almost unrecognizable. Yeah. The state of our society. And that's what I'm saying is how much of the issues we have today, the anger, the hatred, the racism, yes, that has been there for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. But but is it because of September eleventh that we allow it to exist? Yeah, I think I think September eleventh was the was the catalyst not to not I, I guess what I'm not I'm not seeing it necessarily as the way you are. I'm not saying that September 11th, kind of a post-traumatic stress situation where we, um, against our better judgment, have become this. I think September 11th allowed all of that, those dark, the the closeted dark emotions of our country yeah. spew out because it was easy, because everyone was in shock. Mm-hmm. And once it was let out, it was kind of like when the genie was let out of the bottle, it never wanted to go back. And yeah. that's just, it just is what we are now. Yeah, I guess by some degree that, that you can find, like I said, you can find causality there. 
But I think it's more of an excuse rather than uh, a, like a, an actual problem, a curable problem. Yeah, it, it, That's it, why, like I said, I don't want to equate it to post-traumatic stress because post-traumatic stress is something that it needs to be treated and needs to be worked at. What we've become can't be treated and yeah. it's and it's not it's not the same thing if if someone comes back from a war zone and all of a sudden they hate black people and they didn't before hate black people uh are greedy and and mean and aggressive and i'm sure that does happen but if that was that was the the soul of the individual the, before. well the soul or and the soul um symptom of ptsd then i would say yes but that's not the case no it's it's their person it's their underlying personality that comes right. through because of the ptsd right. but you know but the the thing is i remember i remember after september 11th everyone talked about or there was a lot of talk of you know we can't let the terrorists win we mm. need to we need to do this we need to do that go out shopping i remember was what they yeah, said that, it was the big thing yeah you know, Bush said we, that. we need to support the economy and and don't let the terrorists win we have let the terrorists win yeah we let them win shortly thereafter hold on there the, the goal of the of the september 11th attack was to destabilize the united states and it did and it has yeah. and we have allowed it to happen yeah I'm not, no disagreement with that. Us as a society has allowed the destabilization of the United States, and I think it's be, part of it is because it's allowed us, allowed a percentage of our population to be the way they are openly. Yeah, racist. Um, you know, what, I, what do you call it when you're you're uh, prejudiced against a religion? I don't know. Because that's it's part of that too. I mean, the Muslim ban was just upheld by our fucking Supreme Court. Yeah, you know, but that uh, and that was before Kennedy left. The uh, I wonder another aspect of her. I wonder how much social media plays into it, also. Well, because I, a it, large part, but I don't want I don't want to lump it all in with with that. I don't well, want to no, blame it all no, on social media. No, ne- near do I. And you know, I'm, I'm I think I'm, social media itself is part of the symptom rather than the problem. I've said for a long time, and of course, I I use social media to support our show but you know so I, I i can i also say a lot of times the social media i can see social media is the downfall of western civilization well because a lot of it, to it, some degree because yeah. it allows people it allows the underbelly of our society the the it gives them the thought that hey my voice matters also i which I, is I, true I, but but it allows them it makes them think that they should have a voice in it also that their well, their opinion matters over everything else that's where they're wrong everyone can have an opinion and you can voice your opinion doesn't make it right but and it doesn't mean it's important but a lot just means you can voice it the underside of our country now because through social media is able to put out their hatred Mm -hmm. and their and their just nastiness which honestly is is almost preferable to a degree if we were willing to, as a society, do something about it. Yeah, stand it. up and say this is unacceptable. Right. But well, we don't, and we, we don't. won't. Exactly. And that's my point, because I would much rather have, I would much rather know someone is racist than not. Yeah. I want to know what people, I mean, to some degree, everyone has a right to, to, to privacy, too. But, you know, when you have negative, hateful opinions, I would much rather know that. And and that that makes me think of, there was a guy I worked with in Tennessee um that he was a black guy and I I was talking to him one day and I said, "Hey, you know, doesn't doesn't the 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 racism 
get to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, not really. Mm-hmm. He said, because at least I know who the racists are. Yeah. I had a similar conversation with a gentleman here in Michigan uh, about, you know, how the South is more racist than up here, than the North. And he said, no, it's not. You just don't know who they are up here. Exactly. You, you, it's more open there. Yeah. You know who the racists are down there. You don't know up here. Yeah. And that, it, that kind of sunk in, you know, and it, it disturbed me a little bit because it, it was like made sense. Like, yeah, you don't see anybody walking around with Confederate flags. I mean, you do. Yeah, you do. You do. And more so now post nine eleven. Yeah. Um, and really post 2016. <coughs> no, it was, it, it was pretty po- big before that. Too, yeah, it but was. It really, it's really gotten big since then. But, um, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It never occurred to me before that he said that. That as I always saw, the North is kind of the less racist uh, than the South. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's probably the same. It's just I it's can, hidden. More I can tell here. you from working in construction, which, you know, whatever it, it's. I have been in more than my fair share of conversations in that setting with all white people where it turns very racist very fast. Right. So, yeah, I, com- I, I, I completely understand where, where, where they say things like that. Yeah. Where they say, you know, they understand, at least they know who the racists are. Right. Because there's a lot of, I worked for a company here before, and not for a very long time, but uh, for a short time that, they they opened up in the mid to late 80s they didn't hire their first black employee until the late 90s or early 2000s mm-hmm. and that's in michigan that's not in alabama right. or mississippi yeah you know they're in business for you know 15 years plus without having a single, a bla- black, a single black employee yeah. yeah so yeah i mean and that's kind of my point with the all that stuff existed before. All the bad stuff that we're seeing it kind just, of done in our name. It just it's always existed. Open. It's just now, whether it be 9-11 or um, uh, the, the Trump administration, I mean, I don't want to throw it all on him because it, 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 was, it was starting to be... I mean, it's because of that that he became... that he was allowed to even become yeah. president. Yeah. Uh, but he's been such an uh, an agitator of it that it it makes it it almost he almost feel that like he should own own it. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's just I don't know. When I look at the whole thing, it's like you know, we used September 11th as justification to you know pass things like the Patriot Patriot Act and create the, homeland uh, security. You know the the mass spying. Uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. Effort against U.S. citizens. Right. I mean, it's so. I I think it's led to a lot of distrust. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm and logically speaking, what people who are supportive of this don't seem to understand is that once you normalize this type of behavior, it it becomes easier and easier to do it, and it no longer necessarily has to be. Because you're a brown person, yeah. you know, there could come a point if we don't stop, if we don't find a way to reform our, our police forces in this country, there's no reason. And it has happened. It's happened. It happens probably more frequently than is, is reported. 
but the police are just as violent with some white people. Not oh, yeah. not on the same number, and well, when they get violent, white same, people not in the same ratio. Numbers right. wise, more white people are killed by police officers a but, year. But there's also more white people in the country. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, it, it still balances out, but it's still it's an endemic, or I don't know if endemic is a good word, but it's there's still a, a, an issue with policing in this country, and the more and more that we keep turning our back on it because we're focusing on the race side of it, which is a huge part of it. If it wasn't for, it, and I see this because I, I, I'm exposed, unfortunately, to a lot of people who are good people, but are probably secretly racist, you know, maybe even extremely racist. You can tell the ones that don't see it as a problem that a black man is tased in the back. Yeah. When... You can tell when they're the ones who will post things about Blue Lives Matter. Well, it, or have the blue light bulbs in their, in their porch. In their, uh, yeah, porch I see lights. a lot of that. But it's also like when people say, who was it, uh, Michael Brown, I think when was the one that uh, they said, well, you know, he, he, he stole the, he, he was stealing from the, from the liquor store. Right. Because that's justification for murder. Right. And that's my point. That's and that's what I'm getting at. He stole like five little. Yeah. Uh, if they, little, if they mini would cigars. just do what the police say, if they didn't try to run, if they're running and they get shot in the back. That's not legal. Yeah. Or or it's well, you know, they're breaking the law because that's justification for murder. And my point is, is that is the more you normalize that, the more you're supportive of that, even in your just abs- you know blind support of the police because you want to be patriotic and, and because citizenry. we're because we're a we're a country that has our own teams it's yeah, us against them it is. even even if our team is is screwing up and doing something wrong we're going to blindly support our team it's a tribalistic mentality right. but what I'm, my point is is that when you get to that point it you're you're normalizing this behavior even if it is just to one group and you're not normalizing it cuz you're not part of that group so you don't feel that it's an it's it's a it's a concern to you yeah but the more you normalize it the easier it is for it to become part of that you know what i you, you get what i'm saying yeah. you know if if we don't ever if if we can't see past the idea that or through that racist idea that black people might commit more crime and probably deserve what they what they're getting because they're criminals, which they don't. White people commit you're more right, crime. You're right. You're right. But again, it's because of the, the yeah. you know percentage, and it's not what I'm saying. But that's the mentality of these people. Yeah. If you're looking at that, well, it, it you know black people are going to commit more crimes, and they're running. They must have done something wrong, and they keep seeing that as justification for the behavior of these police officers, and normalizing it. It's not going to be too far. From the point where they start doing it to the to the white people. Oh yeah, you know, <coughs> any police force. Deal with slippery slope. Yeah, I didn't want to use that. that I know, term. I hate it. That's why I said um, it. <laughs> because it, it, it's more of about it's not it's not a slippery slope. A slippery slope indicates that that you have no control over yeah. it. Whereas this, there's we, do. Could, we have we, do. we could change this because it, and it goes down to re- reformation of the police forces. We need to start vetting our police officers the way we vet. Our doctors and our and our teachers, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even more so because our teachers aren't getting any respect, no. and they're the ones that we're trying to arm them. You know what and, the and, fuck? And I think a lot of this, a lot of it, until you solve, like I said before, the tribalistic mentality in this country, 
Well, I think, I think, I think all through. that's human but nature. I, but I think you're going to have problems. I, I, I think it's gotten a lot worse the last 15 Well, I think it's gotten worse years. from getting better because we've... Because we, now it's... A human you, evolution. You, you literally cannot have a conversation with somebody without them immediately getting defensive about something. Right. And that's because they see it as you attacking their tribe, whether your tribe is Republicans or Democrats or police or black people. Or Asians, or Muslims, or pro-abortion, or anti-abortion, whatever your tribe is. Now, and I guess you see no flaws in your tribe. Your theory is that that was in, uh, intensified by nine eleven. I, I have definitely noticed it a whole lot more right. since then. Did it exist prior to that? Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, it but did. It, but it did. But you know, the same I, level. so since I was okay, the way I was raised was through, we had conversations about yeah. everything. We would sit down, i have conversations with my parents about anything, po- yeah. politics, religion. I talked. I talked to people. If you work with me, you know I fucking talk a lot. Yeah. So I've done that my whole life. I've had conversations with people. But it's getting to the point, especially the last 10 or 15 years, where I, I don't like having, I don't like talking to people anymore because people just cannot have a civilized conversation about something. I can sit down and talk to somebody who is anti-abortion. I, I you know, I'm pro-choice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm pro-abortion. It just means I'm pro-choice. pro-choice yeah. I'm a guy. I don't have a fucking decision in the matter. Right. Yeah. So you don't have a uterus. No, I don't have a uterus. So it's not uterus. It's uteri. <laughs> um, <laughs> bad joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I can sit down and have a conversation, a civil conversation with somebody like that. Somebody that has opposing views. I enjoy those conversations. I do too. At as least, long as they can it, stay at, at least I at least I, I used to enjoy them. I, I really don't anymore. Because you can I can't sit down and have a conversation with somebody without it immediately getting combative, mm-hmm. immediately getting argumentative. And it's because of that that mentality, that tribalistic mentality of I need to protect my own Regardless of what their flaws are, I don't see them. Right. I My experience is similar but different in the sense that I can't even find anyone to have those conversations with because no one even wants to bother. Everyone's just like, no, we can't talk about that. Well, I'm, I'm pretty good at pulling conversation out of people. but I, And when I try, I was always shot down. No, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, you, you and I, we've had heated discussions about religion. We can still talk about religion. Yeah. You know, we disagree considerably on yeah. that on that subject, um, but we can still sit down and you, generally have a reasonable. I also, have talked to people who have almost similar beliefs to me or ideas than me, and they they still won't talk about it because it's such a oh I don't I just don't want I don't want to talk about it. it's it's a taboo subject I don't want because talk about it. it's because I, I they're they're terrified of having that that argumentative thing I yes. think but, or or they're afraid that they're going to have to get argumentative. And yeah. that's a, and that's a, and that's another issue I've seen with people is a lot of times people protect their tribe without knowing why they protect their tribe. Yeah. Like saying I'm pro-abortion, but I don't know why I'm pro-abortion. I can't or they use I, I just the religious side of it. Yeah, I can't I can't use the words to justify why I'm pro-abortion. Yeah. A lot of, I think a lot of people just feel a certain way, but they don't know how to express that. And I think a lot of people don't want to have that conversation because of that. Possibly. Because, because they read articles on Facebook or watch the news and they, they, they use the information that they get to justify their beliefs. Mm-hmm. 
but out, right. but outside of the limited information they have, they don't they can't justify it outside right. of that. Yeah, I, I will say that there is a I'm I'm I consider myself at least intelligent enough to be able to carry on a strong argument for my views. Yeah. I don't know if I could be a uh, someone who could get up on a stage and do a, a formal debate. I don't know if I could do that. I've never done it. But in a in a informal setting, I've always been able to handle myself well. And to to you know for the until, most until, until we talk about uh, religion, then you know, well, <laughs> we'll have that discussion again at a, at that, a later we, date. We, that can get heated, but hey, you know, that, if anything, my, that's probably the most contentious subject between but, you the know, two but, of us. But I think, but, but my, my once again, is, that's why probably a lot of people don't want to talk but, about that kind of stuff. But my point is, is that um, I'm not. I'm not very. I'm I'm intelligent to a point, and like I said, I, I can. Think I, everyone is right. Well, no, I know a lot of people who are well, not. Yeah, but. Um, but if I've always believed that if you are unwilling by to, way, defend, by the way, it's me pouring my drink into a cup. That's not me like peeing. I don't know if, that, <laughs> if you could pick up that noise. Yeah. Well, if, if if Nick was peeing, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be here talking. I'd be standing in the corner. Well, waiting it for sounded to like it was a pouring sound. But yeah. So if anyone, if the mic picked it up, I didn't want people to like, right. what the fuck was that? <laughs> pouring my drink into a cup. Right. Um, if you back to my point, I, if you are not capable of at least articulating certain ideas to defend what you think and what you believe, then what you think and what you believe probably doesn't have any value. Because you're protecting your tribe. Uh, right. But when, and that used to, and I think to some degree, that was the way it was. It was, you, if you felt a certain way, you were willing to, to defend it with your views and, and why you think that. And that does not exist anymore. No. At all. Why are you Repo- why 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 did you vote for Donald Trump? I just couldn't vote for Hillary. That's not that's not a fucking reason. Why did you vote for why did you but, vote for Hillary Clinton? Because you couldn't vote for Donald Trump? No. That's not a good fucking but reason. That's what I'm saying though, is is it's not just and I don't want people to make get the idea that we're just saying it's Republicans. That's everyone. No, it's like it's, it's that's everyone, why I pointed out it's the Hillary everyone in too. every a vast majority of this country is a one topic voter. Right. And, They've got and most one of them topic. can't even discuss or or defend their topic in a rational way. Yeah, and that's and, and I had another uh, another thing happen. I think it was last week. I was going to school in the morning, and uh, I was listening to. I turned on the. Uh, I, I've got serious radio, so I turned on the progressive radio, whatever it was, mm-hmm. just to turn the radio on. And I used to listen to right wing. Radio when I lived in Nashville. Well, it's probably most of what you could find there. Well, and and some of it was, you know, I agreed with some of the stuff they talked about, but a lot of it was kind of like batshit crazy is what I would call it. The Alex Jones side of things. Yeah, and they were like far, far conservative. And the stuff I was listening to on my way to work was far. Far left. Far left. So this guy, I don't know who this chucklehead was, but he he answers every single phone call with the same line, which is, get woke get ready for the impeachment. And I'm like, yeah, you're telling me about that's that. That's the fucking problem with this country. Right, exactly. That is, that is the fucking problem. What the hell does that mean? Get woke is a fucking buzz phrase, first yeah, off. Well, that's... 
and, and get ready yeah. for the impeachment. There's not going to be a fucking impeachment. Nope. So why even put it out there? Why even push it? All This is why Democrats lose elections. You're right. Uh, 100% accurate there. So it, just it, when I used to listen to the crazy radio station in Nashville, I used to say all the time that sometimes they'd make me so mad I want to punch my radio. Mm-hmm. These jack wagons on this progressive radio station. Make you want station, to punch your radio. <laughs> they don't want to punch my fucking radio because they're talking about immigration. Now, for people out there listening to this show, I worked in immigration for three years, so mm-hmm. I do have an understanding. I do of it. know the immigration system. Yeah. These people didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Right. All it was was anti-Trump, 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 and then it was like a bunch of bullshit reasons why it was anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? So yes, there Which is. Which really doesn't have anything to do with immigration at all. No, it doesn't. The, but they're using immigration as a guise to be anti-Trump, right. and it was like. The most ridiculous bullshit that I listened to in a very long time. And I'm like, there's people out there. And the people that are calling into this radio show were eating this shit up. Oh, yeah. You know, feed my tribe. Feed my tribe. Give me something. Give me something I can use on other people. And it was like, if you talk to people like this, of course people don't want to fucking talk to you. Well, yeah. And I I don't. I hope I don't. Um, I'm definitely anti-Trump. But I, I think I'm rational enough to know that it's not just... This situation, or the fifteen other situations that have occurred in the last three months that that he's done that indicate he's a bad fucking president, it goes all the way back. There's there's indications for him being bad. As far as his impeachment, you're right. It's never going to fucking happen. No, absolutely we, not. The Democrats could take everything they need to have a majority in in November, and there still won't be an impeachment. I'm going to tell you right now. If, and if they do, if, they're going to give up 2020. Exactly, and that's exactly it. Because that's exactly what happened to the Republicans. Yeah. When after Bill Clinton was was impeached, impeached his approval rating went up. Yeah. And why? Because his, it makes him look his, anti-establishment. His tribe got behind him. Yeah. His tribe it gave his tribe something to fight for. And not only that, like it I said, doesn't it's tribalistic mentality. It doesn't serve any purpose. Do I want Trump to be continue to be president? No, I don't. I every day he's president makes me want to vomit. But you know what makes me want to vomit more? A Pence presidency? Because I think that would be worse. Because he knows what he's doing. And yeah. I don't like his ideas. I, he has ideas. That's the fucking problem. Um, granted, he may not be able to do them, but Pence is just as bad. You're not doing it. You're not doing the country a service by getting rid of Trump and putting Pence in, first yeah. of all. Second of all, like you said, it's only going to energize his base more. And it's going to give away any opportunity. It's just going to turn everything back in 2020 to the way it is in, it was in 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, the Republicans will take over, and we'll still have fucking Trump as president. Yeah, you know, and it's like, and I've called, and I've heard people. I know Bill uh, Bill Maher got some some uh, shit some shit for saying he wanted a, a recession. I have heard people openly calling for a collapse. And that's not what he was calling. Did you watch his show yeah, last I, night? I, I, I did see it. Yeah, he he clarified. Oh, no, no, I, what he, I didn't watch it. He clarified night, what he said last night. The uh, or no, I guess it, it was, was last week. Yeah, it was like, I haven't watched. But uh, nights, yeah. you know, but I have heard people on the left openly calling for a collapse of our government. But so you want the chaos in the streets? I mean, that yes. makes no fucking sense. It doesn't. But that's the problem. Mm. That's why, you know. Why give these people? These people shouldn't have fucking voices in the Democratic Party, but they do, unfortunately. Well, that's why here's, the, here's the benefit. The Democrats never, there's, there's, no, there's no unity amongst the leadership. No, they all, there never has been. There never has been. And that's another reason why they fucking lose. The Republicans, they fall right in line with, with whoever's in charge. 
every fucking time. They're right in line. Yeah. They may have a few stragglers that, that leave here and there, but they all fall in line. I, I think Trump was a perfect example of that. Though. Yeah, exactly. Because when he was running for president, man. Nobody no, wanted nobody him. Nobody wanted him. There was talking about open revolt in the- In, in the, the Republican Party. Yeah. But, and as soon as he won, everyone's just like, fall hello, right hello, Mr. Trump. Can I suck your dick now? Well, I wouldn't say that. Uh, Paul Ryan did. <laughs> but he's, Paul Ryan's been on his fucking knees yeah, well, ever since fucking- 2016. I, well, I, but see, a lot of that goes back to power, though. It's like, I don't know. It, I don't want to get too sidetracked. Right, I know. But still, but to see, everything we're talking about is, I think, as a direct result of 9-11. To answer the, the main question of the show, that yes. Do I consider it a PTSD thing? No. I just think it was... An, it was A catalyst? It was a catalyst for okay. allowing the darker side of our country okay. to spill out for everyone to see. Um, real quick before we go, though, I did want to say that um, I don't know if anyone's really paid attention to this, but I have a big problem with the phrase Department of Homeland Security because the term homeland means something. Mm-hmm. It was a a term very popular and used very heavily by the Nazis. Yeah, well, fatherland, they called it. But it was the homeland. Yeah. So... Why would we use something that has partial Nazi lineage, I guess? Well, but, but you know, you could also say, and this is a, another question that I've asked quite a few Republicans um, that I've never gotten a good answer on. And, and it probably doesn't mean anything to you, not being a religious person, but in 2000, right around the time the Bush took office, the stars on the... Um, Republican elephant? Mm-hmm. Was it the, yeah, they're the elephant, right? Yeah. Um, the stars um, were right side up. Now they're upside down. And wow. they have been since Bush took office. Well, and, I no one, I, I, and no one well, can tell me why we've got pentagrams on one of our pod, uh, one of our party's uh, symbols. I don't know. I did. Hey, whatever. I've, I've asked people that and everyone's like. I don't, I didn't ever even know. I didn't even know yeah. there were stars on there, to be yeah. honest with you. Um Pentagrams aren't necessarily demonic anyway. They're pagan. I know that, but, but it's just... Um, your guess is as good as mine. No, Bush, Bush, a, was, Bush was considered, or has is, at least he considers himself, and is viewed as by many, to be one of the most religious presidents we've ever had. Yeah, well... So, I'm mean, more... I shouldn't say religious, Christian presidents. And speaking of ever uh, presidents we've ever had, I saw... I kind of got a chuckle, going back to the whole Facebook bullshit. Yeah. Um, so there was something on Facebook last week. It was uh, uh, political scientists rank, rank presidents from best to worst. And they had, and of course, all of them said that Trump was the worst president. Uh-huh. And it's like, I don't think you can properly say that until after a president leaves office. Right. You can't, because a lot of the stuff that's happened, um, at least economic-wise, over the past Well, that's all because half, of what was left over from Obama. Th- that's what I'm saying, though, is is... Presidencies leak into other presidencies. Right. So you can't properly look at a Trump presidency and say this is the worst in history when it's not even over yet. I don't think you can give it that kind of uh, of, a, of an assessment until probably sometime in 2020. And even then, it's still going to be I think you can, relative. I don't think you could properly... You can probably look and rank a president until probably eight to ten years after he's left office. Right. I will say this, and it's not its not going to happen. I mean, and I've been saying this since 2016 when, when he won the election. 
I would be very happy to be wrong. I would love for any, and this is any president to come along and really change things and make things better. Yeah. Of course, every, every time he opens his mouth, he proves that that's not going to be him. See, but well, that's not true. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if he is, if he does do something that is huge, I'll be the first to admit it. I can't fucking stand the guy. I will not vote for him ever. But if he does something right, I'm going to say, and I have, I, there was, I forgot, I totally forgot what it was now. I'm, I'm, I'm heated, but he did something a while ago. It was just a little thing. I, I, and I, I was like, I don't know what it was, but yeah, I remember. What but I was like, you know what? That was a good choice. Yeah. That was a but, smart choice. But here's, but a, he's made like 50 other bad choices since then. But here's another, here's another example of what I'm talking about though. So you've got the whole tariff thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's talking about how the tariffs are going to do this and going to do that. You can't really judge what these tariffs are going to affect for quite a few years now. Right. But so here's the thing. You could look at the tariffs now and you're like, well, may, that's that's one of the things that makes him one of the worst presidents ever. But 20 years from now, we might be able to look back and say, look, that was the turning point. That was the turning point where manufacturing came back in the United States and these... But see, there's already indicators that that's not going to be the case. But you, but you, you're not going to understand. You're not going to fully going to right. comprehend what those are going to have to do for the country. For it might not be ten years from now, but it's going to be a year, at least a minimum of a year or two from now when we see any kind of effect from that. True, but there's, like I said, one of the indicators is I don't know if you heard about the, the Harley Davidson thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, the tariffs, they're blaming the tariffs for him for moving jobs overseas. Yeah. Move manufacturing overseas. And instead of, this is where Trump fails as a leader. He sees that and he says, well, I'm going to punish you then too. Which, don't get me wrong, I think no, they should I, be punished. I think it should be. But it's, he's punishing them for something he did too. Well, now granted. See, but here's the thing. But the reason that they're moving, see, this is all fucked up. So he's saying, look, we're going to put tariffs on. Countries X, Y, and Z right. bring their goods in our country. Yeah. So so countries X, Y, and Z say, look, we're going to put tariffs on your stuff's coming in. So all Harley-Davidson is doing is saying, okay, fine. To get around these tariffs, we're going to put some of our manufacturing in your country. So, so we don't have to pay the so tariffs. So we don't have to pay the, the tariffs. Right. But in the sense that it's still taking manufacturing Harley, Harley-Davidson our... absolutely should be, get their balls busted. Oh, well, I agree. And I that's agree. A, and that's the thing I've always said. Because um, if it wasn't this, they'd be doing it anyway. Yes. I think they would be finding a way to do it. Anyway. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and a lot of it goes back to, uh, you know, it's it's like the pharmaceutical companies in the United States. I've always said, look, you go to the pharmaceutical companies and say, look, the United States uses a lot of your drugs. If, do you want to do business in our country? You're going to lower your fucking prices. Right. Well, I think it should go even farther than that. I think. Or guess what? I think you don't get to do business in. in, right. in I think we should use that same approach and start. Uh, going after the pharmaceutical companies that create opioids because instead of treating our patients as um, druggies, which is what this our, our policies are doing, yeah. um, people who have been on, I mean, most of the policy is now, there's, it's, it's regulated on a number of, of prescription, yeah. essentially. That's, that's what the, most of the policy is, and with some education. What it doesn't... Um, what it doesn't uh, uh, approach, you know, doesn't 
take into account is all the people before this yeah. who are already fucking addicted. And now see, they're going from a month supply to seven yeah. days worth. And, and, and they're see, not going to the get a two week. They're not going to get a week extension. No, but once we finally get smart and legalize marijuana in this country, it will you're, help. You're going to you're going to. It will really help. put a big dent in the opioid crisis in the United States. I think so, but it doesn't. It's again, it doesn't take care of the people who are already addicted. But here's the thing: and I know but, people but, that but, are. But when you're a, so the, a, a big chunk of the people, at least that I come in contact with, you know, they they've gotten addicted to taking opioids, right? And then they can't get those anymore, right? So what do they do? They move to heroin, right? Because it gives them a really good high. Yeah, but, but, but here's the thing. So now the pain is still there. Correct. I'm talking about people who are legitimately in pain. Yes, yeah, but I'm talking about the people that get on heroin and, and end up overdosing. And well, and the if other you're issues in extreme pain and you can't even survive, I mean, I I can almost understand that. Uh, but it's not the pain that these people are that are. The, no, they're it's not, not. They're not using the drugs for the pain anymore. They're using the people it for the I high. know are. Well, the, the heroin addicts I've known. Right. You know, the people I know aren't heroin addicts. Okay. But um, I can tell you that they have medical marijuana licenses and that they're still they're still taking the pills. Yeah. Because they are addicted and without but, it the pain is worse. Because but, the, the you know, the pain isn't good. The pain is still there. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. The pills are still helping. And right? I'm not I'm not trying to say that you're going to end you're going to end op- opioid right. addiction. You're well, not going I was, to. But well, my point I was, I think you're going to stop a lot of the overdoses. What, I'm, and things what like I that. what I was getting at was the the new policies that are put into place don't do anything for it doesn't it doesn't no. attack the pharmaceuticals who are creating these medicines. Yeah. I think they should be forced held accountable for yeah, what they're forced doing. to create either find new non addictive ways to, to treat pain or at least have um pay for the, the services that it will will require to wean people off of these yeah. medications onto something else. Um, That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. I, I there's no there's nothing being done against the pharmaceutical companies. And that is, to a large degree, Republican thinking. You don't attack the free market. Well, you Donald attack, Trump sure as hell is. You no, know, he's attacking a section of the free market. He's attacking. He's taking it piece by piece, but he has. He, you know, this is not the first time he's done this. No, I know. I know. You know. So, and that's what I'm saying is you can't really look at what's going on right now and judge him. Over and, the course I, of forty-five presidents, right? And, and real quick, I would point out that yeah, he may be attacking the free the free market, which is the antithesis to the Republican Party. But he's helping the wealthy, yeah, because well, that's his concern. He doesn't really care but, about but a free we, market. But we don't know what. And like I said, we don't know what how it's all going to play out. We really. can predict that the tax cuts are going to lead to another recession. I can say we that can predict I, that based on what, past experience. What I can say. Is I don't know how we got so far off of talking about nine eleven. <laughs> well, it, it's all it's all um, directly it yeah. is all directly connected. Um, ah, shit. There was some one other point I was going to bring up, and we, we've we've run really long. So, um, I guess I don't know. It, it, it's it's a big problem, and it's going to take a lot of people to fix it. I guess. <laughs> well, we don't. If, if it's going to take a lot of smart people, we don't have it. Not right now. No, I, I'm least, not sure if we ever the, will. Well, we might, but I I don't see. I'm not seeing a whole lot of people out there there coming up with any kind of solid solutions to anything. Do you, I mean do on, you, e, on any side? I mean, do you, what is, what is the likelihood that we'll ever have another Abraham Lincoln or Martin Luther King Jr. or Oh, I'm sure we will. I, mean, I I've never seen them in my lifetime. They're all historical figures. Yeah. 
Well, there hasn't been a whole lot of them in the course of our history. I guess you're probably right, but I mean, when you talk about the billion, well, the billions and billions of people that we've had on this earth, you're talking yeah, about you're right. a very small handful of people. Yeah, I suppose that's true. But we have we've had periods of time where there was a lot of them at one time. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, maybe maybe not. I mean, you're still talking about Well, you're take, still talking about a very small handful of people. I you're right, but I'm just saying we haven't had any in our lifetime. I can't think of one. It doesn't mean we've had good people, but not not that caliber. It doesn't mean that there's not one out there. Yeah, well, I hope there is. So I hope there is. We'll see though. I mean, it's not um, me. I'm not I'm not smart enough, but like I said before, they need to just make me king. <laughs> you're not just, smart enough, Nick. Oh, fuck yeah, I am. No, you're not. Make me king, I'll solve all the fucking problems. Through <laughs> tyranny. Yeah, that's... Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. not the answer. It's part of the problem, because I think sweet, there are... there are tyranny. I think there are people who would be happy to, to, to be the tyrant. Yeah. You know? Um, speaking of tyrants, uh, if, any, if you've got any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at lifeinjournalpodcast.com. What does that have to do with tyranny? Uh, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with oh, okay. tyranny. Uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. I'm just ending the show. Well, we're, you're a tyrant when it comes to time. Yeah, I know. Because we're like really, really long. How long have we been on? Story of my life, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been on? We're going? Uh, over an hour and 13 minutes. Oh, um, we've had episodes longer than that. Hey, and look, Ian, we had, a sh- we had an episode that was about a bunch of different stuff, but still had a central theme. Our central theme on the last one was we had nothing to talk about. Yeah, which wasn't a central theme. It's a central theme. Check us out hey, on Podbean and It's a central iTunes theme that works for Seinfeld for radio 13 years. And Ian, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I want the last word, damn it. <laughs> I always get the last word. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Because yeah. you fucking edit the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on iHeartRadio er, I and Spotify and a bunch of other places, so check us out. Well, mm-hmm. until next time, talk to y'all later. Peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Yo, lady, drop a card around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, them niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for the fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This here like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Know this see the sign. That's some dollar sign. Know this sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out, you the god, Billy. Oh shit. Right now, I'm smiling in your face, bitch. With a gold smile, you should probably make placement to your eye. Niggas sick as fuck. Standing with niggas. Who died for that party? Who died for some bitches who showing their bodies? Swear I got nigga, this molly got me up and rolling. These bodies of water. Bring that shit in bottles. Shut the party that hit when we style it.